Alert. Quantum search detected. Vector 597. Oh, no. Not that. Oh! Greetings, Maximals. Welcome to episode 37 of Too Much Energon, the laser comb podcast where we talk about Beast War shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I am another host, NeoCal. Going on this week, Cal? Uh, you know, talking about being old, learning how to use the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wiping out on skateboards. Same, same old. Resident same Evil old demos. Resident Evil demos. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently uh, there's a second one for. <laughs> So, uh, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, anyone watching or listening to this right now, I uh, we already recorded our little intro bit, and uh, I I forgot to to hit the record button. Was uh, we lost hours of footage? Hours, hours of content. Yeah, definitely not five minutes. No, yeah, no, it was like five or ten minutes at most. But uh, yeah, so. That was a thing that happened. But at least you got um, your harrowing tale of throwing a crackhead out of your store. <laughs> uh, That'll be talk... in the, the outtakes, though. Yeah, I talk about that in the uh, a little bit about that in the uh, in this week's outtake, which you only get access to if you subscribe to our Patreon that I recently set up. Go check a whole that out. Patreon. One whole Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Patreon.com slash lasercomb. I wish I was a bigger supporter of pa- Patreon stuff because some people's is like $2 a month, but I think ours is. Um, and it gets you our thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Does $2 does get, <laughs> get you on the Discord? It does. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You see, you can send us. Um, Sick fucking Transformer memes. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear uh, outtakes about me uh, uh, dealing with crackheads, uh, you got to pay at least $5 per month. $5 Canadian. So if you're one of our... Oh, there you go. That's many, like nothing in American. If you're one of our many American <laughs> listeners, that's like $3. I don't know. But it's definitely less than 5 because Some our dollar change. sucks. Yeah, our dollar has been... Uh little crippled for like years like 2013 <laughs> almost a decade now you, well you and i have ranted about how like uh what was it like 2010 to like 2012 it used to maybe i'm getting the years wrong it was long ago it used to fluctuate and ours would like bump up in the summer and actually be higher than the american dollar man yep. that was that those were the days yeah, what a what a time to be alive. I also well, it actually remember... meant that like we could go to the states and it would actually be cheaper in the summer. Yeah. So I um conversely, I also remember in the mid to late 90s when our dollar was worth I think like maybe 55 cents. American. Yes, a lot of tourism was was American in the nineties. Yeah. Then they come here and everything would be more expensive. <laughs> so <laughs> well it sucked especially because like at the time I was trying to 
do i was trying to like buy comics and shit like that not i uh, i almost said online but no not even online like through mail order like little like checklists you could fill out in the back of like uh comics magazines yeah exactly send those out S- send that out with like a money order for like hundreds of dollars and you'll get back like five comics because the dollar was so shit, you see. Basically free money. No, it's the opposite of that. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, Expensive-ass comic books. Well, they're still not inexpensive. I feel like where we live in particular... Uh, no. We could live in Fort Mac and like pay like $10 for a jug of milk. So, there's that. Bagged milk. What milk? Bagged milk. Do do they particularly have expensive bagged milk in Fort McMurray? Well, I don't know where Fort McMurray is, but I know um, a lot of Americans think that like bagged milk is still a thing up here when it isn't. It is over. It is back in Ontario, but it hasn't been a thing in Western Canada for like twenty plus years. I yeah, I haven't seen. It. I'm sure we can find it if we needed to. No, it's you, you can't. No, oh no. So I guess it's just an Eastern Canadian thing. Yeah. But yeah. You, uh, you've never heard of Fort McMurray? I'm not saying I've never heard of it. I'm saying oh, I, don't okay. know exact, I don't know exactly where it is. I'm like, is that in BC or Alberta? It's in the fairylands. I'll give you a hint. People sometimes wear cowboy hats there, even though it snows more than half the year. So Nanaimo? (laughs) Is Nanaimo that bad now? (laughs) Well, they don't have the snow part, but uh, lots lots of cowboy hats up there. For the listeners, Nanaimo is my home. Nanaimo is my hometown, and the, indeed where me and Cal met. Back when we used to work at the Blockbuster. Yep. Blockbuster video. May she rest in peace. Yeah, Fort Mac is like uh, where all the um, Albertan uh, uh, sand oil rigs and stuff are. Okay, so it is in Alberta. All yep. right. I'm glad we we cleared that up finally. And then it burned up from wildfires a while back. I'm sure people are back. Burned After up the from oil. Uh, all those uh, ditches they were digging and witches they were burning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, any videos? Of like like the dash cams from people like fleeing Fort Mac um, when uh, the wildfires were like taking over the town. That is some hellish, hellish things. No, I'm like going to middle be perfect- of the day. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't know anything about this. I didn't even know this was a thing until you just brought it up. Oh yeah, the the wildfires like moved because of winds and suddenly. Like the whole town had to be evacuated, like very quickly. It was it was insane, and there are like uh, dash cams of people like leaving a little bit 
later than um than they could have safely and like in the span of like two minutes it goes from like blue skies to like dark and the only light because of all the smoke and the only light is like from like the fire on the sides of the roads it's it's like hellish man it's it's crazy like go go check out like um fort mcmurray dash cam footage if you want to see some like wild crazy crazy uh wildfire footage some wild crazy wildfires sounds like a hell of a party it does but yeah no i didn't know anything about this well knowledge is something something (laughs) knowledge is power because if it isn't a 25 year old cartoon i don't know anything about it why 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 what else matters truly (laughs) that is all that matters in life is such a thing even possible yes it is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did you ever watch ancient aliens I'm pretty sure we've definitely realistic way. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on the air before, but uh, it's not a show that I'm super, super into. But like, if I, if I'm like flicking, like looking through the the channel guide and I see that ancient aliens is on, I'll be like, Oh, Hey, cool. Yeah. But I won't really like seek it out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My ex had, uh, used to pay for cable when like nobody else we knew did and uh came cable box came with like a pvr thing so i just go through and like record random things and ancient aliens was one of them nice just just because just wanted to see what wild it was mostly background right but the funny thing is i feel like giorgio sukulos the host the wild-haired host yeah Um, i never remember that guy's name but i don't know why i remember it so well (laughs) well and i even follow him on uh, social media but yeah Yeah, and as soon as i I see his name i'm like oh yeah it's the aliens guy yeah if you yeah if if you ever it's either it either stays in your head or you never remember it's like hack and slash remembering which one's blue and which one's red impossible yeah there there is no way to find out but but he's pretty funny on social media and i feel like he he likes to do what if experiments like oh but yes like this could have done it and they could have done this but what if aliens helped him with this and here's some like minor evidence like why and so i feel like he takes it with like a grain of salt but some of the other experts on the show <laughs> are like way too committed into it whereas he's just kind of like it's a big thought experiment for him and he's just having fun with it i had one uh um, the lights in the sky were seen over roswell in 1947 the government rolled in right away and sealed off the whole area they wouldn't do that unless there were extraterrestrials they've got you there <laughs> <laughs> i had um i, I love the ex- i, I love ahead. the like leaps in logic in that show it's always like the, the, like they'll talk about like something that actually happened and they'll just be like 
well, you know, like this happened and uh, this other thing happened. And there is only there are only two possible explanations. It could be something that isn't true or aliens. Something that's a cover up or is aliens. Therefore aliens. Yeah. Therefore aliens. Yeah. I have a fr- an ex-friend who is like a failed archaeologist, anthropologist. Um, hey, don't talk about me that way. And <laughs> I said ex-friend. <laughs> oh, there, and, there we go. <laughs> um, he actually has like a lot of like time in the field. Um, he... Um, I think his specialty was like uh, Mayan or Aztec hieroglyphics or something like that. Mm. And um, he came to the conclusion that um, because they mostly say that like non-European, um, non-European like sites like the pyramids or in South America or in um, like Egypt, they say those are made by aliens, but none of the European things, um, sites like Stonehenge are. And that way, basically he's implying that they're all like low key racists. Um, and I, yeah. And I was like, okay, except that they do talk about Stonehenge on the show, which he ignored. And I'm like, okay, well, what about the like the people of color and the non-European people? And the... it's just weird. Like, I I feel like people throw that around like too easily. And I'm like, it's so easy to write other people off and just go, ha, huh, racists don't have to listen to them. And I feel like they were insulting like me watching it. And I'm like, uh, maybe. Then I did some digging. I'm like, I think maybe one of them is racist, but Giorgio Sukalos, he's just in it for the, like the wild ride. Like, how can he stay on cable television and keep having his hair get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> before <laughs> before his producers say something? <laughs> uh, it's like uh, he's uh, he's going a little too far down the rabbit hole. Quick, someone get the uh, get the hedge clippers. <laughs> right like him with his like i don't know if it was a fake tan or just real tan but like that guy with his tan and his like huge hair like some episodes you'd be like okay that's reasonable and then other like clips from episodes you'd be like okay he's trolling us <laughs> like literally like the the troll dolls like he's fucking like trolling us like his hair is like four feet high the camera <laughs> is set backwards he's the camera is set us. backwards so that <laughs> So that they can get all of his hair in the shot. They're trolling us. Literally. <laughs> well, and uh to to circle back to the the point that this uh this failed friend slash failed archaeologist uh uh he's a, failed, he's a failure in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut him all short. Oh, <laughs> All around, all around, kind of a failure. Um, but uh, to to circle back to his point a little bit, um, I I will say we know that Stonehenge and a bunch of other ancient alien sites found on planet Energon were actually put there 
by the aliens that fuck with the Maximals. Wow, this so this crazy tangent is actually fitting. It's a fitting segue. <laughs> it is a fitting segue. So Stonehenge was aliens, as well as other like sites. Yeah. So the the ancient <laughs> the ancient obelisk with the the flying island. We should submit Beast Wars footage to that show. <laughs> Of, like, the probe from uh, uh, Chain of Command. The probe, like, landing at Stonehenge. <laughs> you can't make this footage. <laughs> we can submit, like, you know, like, the, the glyph in the trigger on the, the floating island that signaled a trap. We could submit that as, like, an archaeological <laughs> find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, Next. these rare Siberian tigers. <laughs> we're remote to the area back then. We're native to the area back then. Uh, next, <laughs> next thing you know, some ancient astronaut theorists believe that the fossilized remains of prehistoric animals were actually transforming robots from an alien planet. And then it shows completely like, like unrelated, just stock footage of like really bad like cgi like like stone formations like moving or like a shot from the mummy with like the wall opening up or just <laughs> completely unrelated like things so are we or just are, really are... dramatic shots of like king tut's like bust and then like a like a, a like a like a static shot of like a ufo silhouette flying across the sky <laughs> And then, like, slowly fades, it slowly fading into view, like uh, the silhouette of um, of uh, fucking uh, season one Optimus, super aping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. well, we actually do kind of have more aliens in this episode. Yeah, we do. Um, I think this is a good time to transition into talking about the episode. But first, here's a word about our Patreon. Do you want to hear more laser comb content each week? Is one episode of Too Much Energon or Alphanumeric just not enough? Then subscribe to Laser Comb Patreon. We're starting at a mere $5 Canadian per month. You get exclusive bonus recordings of Christopher Siege, NeoCal, and AP Sniddler shooting the shit access to the Lasercomb Discord, monthly shoutouts, and more. Higher tiers include bonus video content, the ability to pitch future podcast content to us, a free t-shirt, and more. Support Too Much Energon and Alphanumeric by joining the Lasercomb Patreon today. Uh, so this week on Too Much Energon, we are talking about the second episode of the third season of Beast Wars, Deep Metal, that originally aired on November 1st, 1998. Is that Deep Metal? metal? That, I In mean... the ocean for fish. <laughs> I mean, that, uh... kind of, that's kind of the episode, actually. Mermaid. Mermaid murder. Mermaid, 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 murder. Ah, uh, Metalocalypse podcast coming soon. I Perhaps. would definitely be down for that. That's a future project for sure. 
I've uh, I've got a lot in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, the episode uh, opens with um, uh, at the uh, at the the Axelon in the the Ark's cave, and basically Rhinox is complaining that uh, that getting everything like fully functional again is pretty much like a a miracle because he's working with like spare parts and shit. And Optimus is like, we have to hold on, damn it. The maximal we have to hold on until the maximal elders send someone. And if they right don't, well like right. <laughs> and if they don't, well shit, we'll have to figure something else out. Basically. We'll have to rethink our strategy in the beat. And I'm like, no, no, you need to kill some predacons. Yeah. Like that that's kind of always been the answer to this. Especially lately. If they're willing to like completely undo like the present, the future, history. The future the future past. <laughs> the future past. If they're willing to fuck all that up, you you gotta put aside your maximal compassion and and fuck a bitch up. Yeah, it's like the um the the Batman Joker logic, you know. How many times does the Joker escape and murder go on a murdering spree before you just fucking take him out? How many Robins have to die? How many Two. Batgirls have to be crippled? Oh, Jesus. Just one one <laughs> to make Oracle. <laughs> just one. <laughs> uh so we we cut to space and there is a ship flying through space and uh i'm just gonna jump ahead a little bit like i think it's hilarious that the the ship kind of looks like depth charges like transmetal like ship mode it's oh, very reminiscent he, oh he, it's he's he's got like a very aquatic theme yeah yeah the the, the ship the ship that he arrives in, like to me anyway, looks very similar to uh, his like transmetal, transmetal like flying manta ray mode. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So yeah, he he shows up in space and then uh, he's like scanning. What's that for warp thing? Yeah. Yeah, There's he's an like anomaly basically. It, the I think the anomaly is where is like. The show doesn't explain it at all, so I'm gonna go like pretty head cannony and like shoot okay. into gaping plot holes. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I think what happened was that is where I think what happened was the the planet buster when it exploded and sent out that big like quantum surge. I think it created like some sort of like temporal wormhole, and it randomly grabbed him from the future. Yeah. And pulled him into their timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I got nothing else. <laughs> that's that yeah, I I that that's all I got. <laughs> Temporal wormhole created by the planet buster exploding. Yeah. Seems good. A and all the way through time. Well, I I'm I, I'm going to agree and, with you because he's hit by that like light that came 
that the, turned the them tra- into trans metals. Yeah. And, and when he, he even like looks at himself and he's like glowing. So yeah. he becomes a trans metal. Yeah. So I would say like it's definitely related to the planet buster somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And it just grabbed him. Maybe he's somewhere near Earth at present date. And that's yeah. or or not. I don't Yeah, that that's my Cuz he's look he's looking at a system. Wait, let me shit. Oh, wait. Yeah, he's looking for the... So his ship says energy signature of Protoform X detected. But he's in the the present. Well, he's in his present, which is his, sorry, his years present. from now. Yeah. Um, 300 years? Yeah, yeah we, we've talked about this before. They're Not from millions? Like, 300 years in our future. Is oh, sorry. I, that, I see yeah. what you meant. I thought you meant yeah. the future of the, the current. No, maximals. no, no. I was like, uh? <laughs> so it says energy signature of protoform X detected his ship. Yeah. So, so, hmm. okay. So he and probably it looks like he is in, in earth. He's in Sol system. One, yeah, two, so he's three, in four, Earth's five. solar system in his like the present day, so 24th century. Um yeah, let's go with that. Um now in Stargate, if there is an active wormhole open, you can actually scan and you like you can scan the other like for things on the other side and you can even like radio communicate. So I so so. I think, like I said, that when the planet buster exploded, it created this like temporal wormhole, and that's how his ship is detecting. And that's how that's how his ship is detecting Protoform X because he the he's able to like scan through like the the signal is coming through this temporal wormhole into the present. And I just counted up the planets in his little um, 3D modeling thing. And one is clearly Saturn, and there's nine. And in the 90s, Pluto's used to be a A planet. One of the nine planets. Yeah. So it it is, he is in the right system for that to make sense. So the temporal wormhole that grabs him is just a time thing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And the, uh, and yeah, and the fact that he he glows just like they did when they got hit with the quantum surge, and he when he lands on the planet, he emerges as a transmetal himself. Tells me that it's as a result, it's oh, it's there because of the planet buster exploding. I fully agree. So okay, makes sense. Some, uh, the the once again the show does not explain this at all. Like, but I now like, that you're pe- now that you're I, explaining it though makes. Yeah, that I'm I'm on board. I wish the show had actually explained that, but I feel <laughs> I feel like I did an all right job kind of piecing all that together. Honestly, I def- yeah, I definitely did not when I was 13 watching this. Oh, no. F- fuck no. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. He's from he's from uh, the the 24th century. He, he from future place too. he go back time. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And I mean, really, that that is all we need to know. Right. Fair. Yeah. So I don't understand Megatron's his like 
mission that he sends only two of his Predacons out to do. Here. Yes. His sub-commander Inferno and Rampage. Yeah, so Inferno has a, a new title this episode. He's referred to as sub-commander. Being a good boy makes you second in command. <laughs> well, Scorpinox dead, and it's I'm definitely not going to make it Waspinator, so... <laughs> And Quick Strike is a moron. <laughs> and not nearly as loyal of a moron as Inferno. No. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably what it boils down to. So, this genius plan is. Uh, honestly, man, the, the writing for this episode feels a little weak compared to other ones, to me. I would agree. The, yeah. the plan is have Inferno attack the new Maximal base and Rampage, with his big guns, shoot Optimus when he comes out to fight Inferno. <laughs> right? Yeah. But when Megatron... When you say it out loud... <laughs> But Megatron, Waspinator, and Quickstrike are just chilling back at base. So it's a two-man mission with... I feel like he sent them out because, like... I Man, I don't get it. Um, no. Inferno can be... An, Inferno is almost as indestructible as Rampage, though, apparently. That guy's come back from falling into, like, literal pieces... Uh, uh, six times now? Well, he must he was... be on record for blowing up way more than any other. Well, and at the end of last season, too, he was straight up incinerated. In it showed him exploding. being incinerated, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could see his, like, molecules, like, separating and, like, his face warp as, like, the Energon explosion, like, wiped him away. But then we saw in the aftermath he, him just hobbling around. Yeah. Attention all Predacons, pull yourselves together. Yeah, apparently he's really fucking hard to kill. Yep. Um, so yeah, so Inferno and Rampage are uh, about to engage in this genius plan outside of the uh, you come up with a name for the new Maximal base. Arc Mountain. <laughs> yeah, Arc Mountain. Uh all right, cool. Ark Mountain. There we go. Yeah. We did it, folks. <laughs> so they're they're outside Ark Mountain, and Inferno is basically like he explains the plan to Rampage, and even Rampage thinks it's fucking stupid. Yeah. So and Rampage gets like this weird like psychic connection, or maybe he just has better sensors than all the other Transformers on the show, maybe. because he like looks up into the sky. And he's like, someone's coming. Someone I know. Or no, someone I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Inferno, like, goes to engage. He fucks off. Yeah, he fucks <laughs> off to go and, like, start his part of the plan. And then Rampage fucks off. And, um, uh, Well, Rampage just pieces out. He's not... <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Even, yeah. Yeah, he he fucks off in the opposite direction. Like he has he has no interest in. Any I love of this. that. I you know what? 
now that I'm rewatching it with you, I really appreciate the nuance of Rampage. Like there's more to him than just being like a screaming aggro bot. Which is kind of how he was first depicted. <laughs> yeah. A giant indestructible like monster that Megatron found a way to control. Yeah. Initially to me, he was basically like Jason Voorhees meets Hannibal Lecter, but a transformer. He would probably like both of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he had some horror as horror serial killer torture aspects going for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still does in this episode. So, um depth charge blah blah he, he crashes. Excuse me. Yeah. His ship uh crashes, Cheetor spots it, Cheetor radios back to base and Optimus is like, oh shit, I better come check this out. And transforms and flies out. At, meanwhile, Inferno is like engaging in his quote unquote plan. <laughs> and he's basically he's basically just like dancing outside of like the big like steel doors that the Maximals have built at it to like as an entrance into it's, Arc Mountain. He moves so weird. He's it, yeah, he's like like dancing yeah he's doing like this weird like almost like yeah yeah i don't know how to describe it but it's like he's not shooting yeah no and just like yelling like you will burn (laughs) yeah it's funny in because the camera moves beside um black arachnia and silverbolt and you just hear in the background you will burn (laughs) and so now it's just like you know inferno says some inferno bullshit in the background and they don't even waste ammunition on him. They like, no. hold a lever and like a home alone trap activates and like a rock falls on him. Yeah. Oh, and Optimus I, like flies, sorry, Primal flies over his his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh as, out ignoring as, him. Yeah, as Inferno is like trying to like draw op like in like go about this plan to draw Optimus out. Optimus just flies right past him and like ignores him. Yeah, and Inferno gets crushed by this giant boulder that Black Arachnia unleashed onto him. I like the sound that he makes when it like drops onto him. He just like groans. Yeah, he's like, he's... oh, <laughs> <laughs> like he sees it. He saw it coming. Uh, he's the character that they can like squish and blow apart every other episode, and then he just magically is fine. I mean, you it think used. To, sorry, go ahead. It used to be Waspinator, and in, indeed, it's still, it's still is. Waspinator. Yeah. <laughs> but they're doing it with Inferno too. Yeah. Um, at this point, you know what? Like, scoop up the bits of Inferno into like a maximal dustpan, and just dump them into the lava. Like, fuck that guy. Get rid of him. <laughs> like, how many times do you have to like face this guy and like knock him into twenty pieces? Just. Dump him in the lava pits. Good mm-hmm. riddance. Or melt him down and try to use his metal for something. I, I don't know. Like you, they got the maximals go way too easy on the Predacons. Yeah. Yeah. But uh 
yeah, Cheetor decides to fly after um, Depth Charge's like crashed ship. Yeah, uh, Depth Charge uh, ship crash crashes into the ocean, and Cheetor sees it happen, and he's all like, "Oh shit!" Um, but then uh, Rampage spots Cheetor and fires a missile and shoots him out of the air, and it's. It's at this moment, when I was watching this episode the other night, uh, my partner came in the room, and so she was watching this, this this scene along with me, and she says to me, she's like, what is Rampage supposed to be, exactly? And I'm like... A giant enemy crab. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, he's a crab. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, he's a, he's a crab tank. <laughs> She's like, oh, that that's what that's supposed to be. And I'm like, yeah. it's a toy, yeah. damn it. <laughs> well, a lot of them at this point like lose their very simplistic design and they start becoming more intricate. Right? And so I understand that. Like in, in season one, it's just a re- a realistic velociraptor, you know, a realistic T-Rex, yeah. a realistic cheetah. And then they started getting wacky and they started having multiple modes and i i understand what she means like what is he he's just this like tangled kind of like mess where he oh he, I, he's I kind I of a crap yeah, tank yeah. but yeah and so i yeah. i i feel that no and i, so I brought these and, things even at this point and, and that's why i brought it up because <laughs> yeah I, I definitely saw that 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 was my takeaway from it as well <laughs> a little it, less iconic yeah yeah but very toyetic. Yeah. So we see that uh, Depth Charge's ship does fine underwater. And in fact, the despite the fact he was on fire from um, entering planet Energon's atmosphere... And yep. the fact he plunged into the ocean, instead of smashing into a million pieces, the <laughs> ship is entirely intact. And let me tell you, that's not really how physics works, but this is the future. So I was just going to say, that ship is from the 24th century, good sir. And it's it's made by... Um, an alien race. Machines. It's made by an alien race. So yeah, maybe even the glass in the front doesn't smash. So... <laughs> Maybe maybe it's made of transparent aluminum. Oh shit. <laughs> and, and apparently all of its functions work perfectly fine underwater too, despite the yeah. fact it's a spacecraft. It even throws up a DNA sequencer. Mm-hmm. An emer- an emergency it, which it doesn't actually call a DNA sequencer. It calls it no. like an, an emergency transformation scanner or something. That makes sense. Because that's kind of what the Autobots did on Earth. Kind of? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Teletran one. Um, so, and something... Is there a significance to his ship number? It says 04 on the top of it. I don't know. But now I'm curious, so I'm going to look that Uh-oh. up on the Transformers <laughs> wiki. Yeah, they'll have to know, right? They know everything. They're never wrong. 
Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. Deep charge. Deep charge. Do do. Da, da, All right. Da, 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 da. Deep metal. Cheers. Trivia. Um. Yeah, trivia. Depth charges uh, spacecraft totally looks like his vehicular alternate alternate mode. Whoa. But what trivia? <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't say anything about the number. Hmm. We'll have to dig into that another time. Uh, you know, I, I always say that. We never do. No, we, we never do. We completely wash our hands of whatever episode we just <laughs> did and, and move on. <laughs> that's... that's that's what you gotta do with uh, with a podcast like this, you know. You gotta when you're when you're doing the one of these every week, just episode you by episode. Move you, on. You, you just gotta keep going, right? Yeah, just keep on keeping on, keep on trucking, keep on well, keeping we, on. We gave the minimal amount of effort, listeners. So I didn't even read the entire wiki page. So sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> uh so after uh the uh the i'm just gonna say dna sequencer because that's what i know it as yeah so after the dna sequencer finishes uh depth charge then who is sitting in his robot form in the cockpit mm -hmm. of his ship is like depth charge maximize and then goes into beast mode which is a giant transmetal manta ray See at first, so explain that one to me. <laughs> when I first watched it, right, um, I didn't even notice until you had messaged me. Oh, really? But in case what we just said kind of like feels off, but anyone li listening just is, is an autopilot. Uh, you say maximize when you go into your robot form. Yeah, it's your activation you say, code to to go to robot form. Yeah, you say beast mode or nothing sometimes <laughs> to go into uh, your your beast mode. He says maximize and if you're a trans ray. if you're a transmetal, sometimes you say flight mode or Knievel mode <laughs> <laughs> or Knievel mode. Damn it, it was you who brought that up this time. I beat you to it. Yeah, or I, combat I mode. Something like that. Air assault vehicle mode. Jesus. So I think that's the first time on the show where they've goofed that a little. Yeah. I wonder if that was somewhat like just an error, either on the part of the writers or the animators, because like... Typically in this show before, like characters have always emerged from stasis pods in beast mode. And then the first thing they do is say their name uh, and then maximize. And then they go into robot form. 
That's how like every single Stasis Bot episode is gone. But this yeah, time, right. but this time, because he wasn't a protoform, he was a like fully functional transformer, <laughs> <laughs> fully functional maximal, uh, a maximal. Yeah. Um, it, he it was already to in show Robot the Prime. reader. It wants to show the the, the reader, <laughs> um, the viewer that hey, this the guy's player. a maximal. So uh, maybe they just did it to tell kids, "Hey, like this is a, this is a maximal. This is a good guy." Yeah, but his ship had maximal symbols all over it. Oh, it did. I uh, straight, I, I, I think it was just an error, like a goof, on their part. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he doesn't know how it works. Maybe that's his bad. <laughs> And when he goes and hangs out with the Maximals, they'll be like, um, you're supposed to say maximize when you transform into your robot form. Yeah, it's kind beast of a faux mode. You're doing it the wrong way. It's kind of a faux pas. And we, you know? we do it. We all do it the other way. So you you have to change. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, he swims away. Giant, Like I said, he's a giant uh, transmetal manta ray. He's interesting looking yeah sure <laughs> i look you you have you have depth charge right behind you <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally i i have a complete like boxed like mint copy of ultra beast transmetal to depth charge from 1998 still sealed Right there. See? It's, it's right beside me. It's definitely not something else. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually um, uh, because I don't have depth charge and I wanted to put something in the video version of this show that was kind of related. I put Cybershark. My uh, Beast Wars Cybershark pretty, figure. Pretty freaking rad. Yeah, he's pretty dope. He was like one of my favorite uh, uh, toys that I had of a character that wasn't in the show. Listeners probably know this, but uh, Cybershark did not make the cut for the Beast Wars TV show. No. Would have been cool. Would have been cool to have an aggro shark guy on their team. <laughs> on the, on the, yeah, on the he's Maximals. a Maximal. <laughs> yeah, so like Inferno would come out and be like, you will burn Maximals. And then like Cybershark would come out and he'd just be like, you will be ripped apart, Predacon. And then they just <laughs> bonk heads against each other and fly into a million pieces. It would have been great. Uh, Depth Charge is like swimming around and uh, he sends out this little like torpedo probe type thing. Looks like a little, um, what are those little, um, those little like things that crawl around on sharks? And manta rays and stuff, and like clean, like eat the little bits of food and parasites and stuff. I don't know. A remora or a shark sucker or sucker fish. Ah, well, that's what I'm it looks like. I'm learning all kinds of things on this podcast. Yeah, they kind of, um, they're kind of um, ah, so bright. They're kind of um, 
they're they're not a, a parasite because they they linger around. They kind of got like a suction, and they hang around the bodies of different larger fish. And um, they will like clean a shark's teeth, and the shark will let them. Hmm. And they're usually like on the underbelly of a bigger, um, bigger fish. So it's kind of like a win-win. They like eat little parasites and clean their teeth and stuff like that, and they get a free ride. Symbiotic relationship. So that's, that's what I think that little probe is supposed to look like. That's kind of gross. Is it? I think so. Oh well, I there. Uh, I I think actual parasites are much, much grosser, much more yucky. <laughs> Um, speaking of yucky, so with his probe thing, he spots, uh, Cheetor floating upside down in the water. Mm -hmm. And what does he say here? So he he seems concerned by this. He's like, it's some kind of cat bot. And I bet he's probably not too happy about, I I bet he's not enjoying the water. And so he goes over and saves Cheetor, which I'm like, oh, hey, cool. That's the maximum. So he's a good. He's a he's good, a good guy. Yeah. yeah. So he goes over and saves them. Then we then we cut back to um, uh, the dark side, and Megatron is there chilling out with a uh, Quick Strike and Waspinator, and he tells compu- Waspinator to go salvage Inferno. Yeah, because the computer lets him know that. Uh, that Inferno is offline and Rampage uh, cannot be found. Mm-hmm. How is he eluding my scanners? So he sends Wasp- like, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so he sends Waspinator off to go and retrieve Inferno, and Waspinator does, but he's like bitching that he does that Waspinator complaining thing. Oh, blah blah blah, salvage Inferno. When Waspinator blow up, nobody salvage. Oh, why universe hate Waspinator? <laughs> Great character. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see if he was free and he wasn't forced into the Beast Wars. What kind of life he would have? Because I feel like he's only doing the things that he's ordered to. It's not like he enjoys being a soldier or anything, right? Like, is he a programmer, an engineer? Like, what's his his deal? Well, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. He seems to operate uh, control panels a lot in the dark side, so maybe he's like a yeah. comms guy. Ah, uh, there we go. He's the comms guy. Yeah. So uh, what does Megatron do? Send Quick Strike to go look for Rampage so he can figure out how um, Rampage is eluding his scanners. And yeah. I'm like, did we forget? Are we forgetting something this episode? I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. The, he has, um, he has uh, Rampage's spark in a, in a little vice. vice. Yeah, he could just squeeze it and be like, come, come back, back now, little bitch. You little bastard. <laughs> and to squeeze it every like 60 seconds until he gets in gear and brings his ass home, right? Yeah. And I'm like, did we forget that you can torture him no matter where his physical body is? Yeah. So. That's how that works. Odd. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Uh, so 
Depth Charge introduces himself to Cheetor and says he says why he's there. He's there to track down Protoform X Rampage. Oh right, he puts him on like a little rocky island away from the yeah. shore. And then speak of the devil, wouldn't you know it? Uh, he his computer tells him that uh, Protoform X is in the area. Vector blah 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 blah. So depth charge like transforms, jumps back into the water, and like starts swimming around looking for Rampage. And Rampage is like hiding right beneath him under some rocks and some like algae. Very and badly. Shit. Very badly. Yeah. Like and he's he, a like shiny ass like metallic fucking. He's crap. black, purple, white, and gold. Right. He's huge. He's such and, an explosion of colors. <laughs> and he's not, no part of him is green and he's hiding in green grass underwater. Yeah. With like three rocks on him. It's like putting a pillow like over your, like a small pillow over your body and expecting <laughs> to, to hide from your siblings during hide and seek. Yeah. He's so very, man, that is wonky. It is so easy to see him. And he's like, that's weird. He should be right here. And I'm like, are you blind underwater? Dude, like you, you have a water form. How is it possible you you couldn't have seen him? He's like impossible. His little scanner's like um, location zero zero zero. And depth charge is like impossible. There's nothing there but rocks. <laughs> and then in the wonkiest animation ever, um, <laughs> rampage screams. Ah, and leaps out from his really shitty hiding spot and turns, does a 180 midair and like latches on to, to Depth Charge in his crab form. Yeah. It's really weird looking. It's awkward. And he's like, Greetings, old playmate. I'm so glad you could make it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, he even says, Oh, X, it's you. And Rampage is like, I'm called Rampage now. It's a bit obvious, but to the point. And I'm like, you're, you're not allowed to do that. That's our job. <laughs> you're not allowed to point out how obviously on the nose your, your name is. We're supposed to do that. What if, what if uh, Cheetor had become a rhino? Wouldn't that be wild? What if Depth Charge scanned a seagull? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and apparently his name was Depth Charge back on Cybertron. So it's like, did he turn into a submarine before? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That uh, that actually worked a lot better than I thought it would. I, I was going for that to be like, ha ha, his name was Depth Charge back on Cybertron. What was he, a submarine? And then I'm like, wait, that actually kind of works. Well, if he was on Earth, that would make sense. There's, there's no oceans on Cybertron. Yeah, yeah, fair. So, well, he's from Colony Omicron. Oh, right, which could be a planet. It could be or an organic or planet. Yeah, yeah we, we don't actually know. So there's a back and forth between these two as we find out um, they're acquainted somehow. They yeah. don't like each other. 
and uh, they fly out of the ocean and into the air, and Cheetor spots uh, this flying manta ray, transmetal manta ray, with a fl- with a giant enemy crab latched onto it. It's weird. And Cheetor then- says something along the lines of like, "Wow, now I've seen everything." Or it's, something like it's that. It's weird. He acknowledges <laughs> how fucking weird it is. And the fight that they have here, though, is actually like I think kind of brutal. Like when I was watching this with my partner the other day, I was like, this show is pretty violent. At times. Yeah. So as to what Christopher said, um, now depth charge depth depth charge can fly too. He's flying um rampage changes into his robot form and like rides depth charge and reaches and grabs one of the metal panels like covering the head area and like peels it back exposing all the wiring and the camera switches to his like manta ray face and depth charge moans in incredible pain he's like oh oh." (laughs) and i'm like wow sudden torture (laughs) scene with rampage yeah he's like yeah, he's basically like peeling the skin off of like that's the vibe the, I got. the back of his head. Like it's pretty fucking he's brutal. Like scalping him. Yeah, it's it... he could just shoot him, and I think he ends up. That is what he ends up doing. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he's like you're trickier than before. I like that, and I'm like, oh god, please don't let Rampage win. <laughs> and indeed he points a gun at um depth charge's head and shoots him and I'm yep. like, is he just gonna fucking die in one episode and, and he, again, go, he, he goes he goes in pain yeah he goes down and uh rampage falls off of him falls onto the ground and gets literally impaled with a spike where the fuck did these spikes come from they landed on a beach Okay, so they land on a beach. He depth charge does some twirls and knocks Rampage off of him, and the rest is all smooth sand and stuff. And they're just random spikes. Yeah, <laughs> that Rampage falls on. I will say I didn't think about the the randomness of the spikes until <laughs> you're bringing it up now. But what I was more preoccupied with was the fact that the we're seeing him shown on scene. We're seeing him getting impaled through the chest with a spike. I'm like, so we can't show, we can't call the show Beast Wars, but we can show someone being impaled while they're alive on the show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, just weird, man. (laughs) Yeah, just to remind the American listeners, the show was called Beasties in Canada because at the time, a kids' show couldn't have war in the title. Yeah, just in the title, the the show was exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, impalement, a okay. So Optimus because they're machines, right? So Optimus shows up and uh, uh, meets with Cheetor, and Cheetor gives him the four one one and tells him that, oh, uh, this guy Depth Charge showed up and was looking for Protoform X, and Optimus is like, oh shit, Depth Charge, implying that he knows him. Yeah, and. Uh, Back at uh, the the fight between uh, Rampage and Depth Charge, Rampage gets up with the spike like sticking out of his chest, and he like 
pulls it out and like yells in agony. Screams in agony. Agony and triumph. He seems to be fueled by his own pain and other people's. Yeah. Because he like rips this. By the way, he rips it out like pulling the thick side of the spike through him. So, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, he's rampage, so he can, he can heal. But he's yeah, like maniac. you said, he screams in like pain and like, and in triumph simultaneously. Kudos to the voice actor for, for rampage. What a I actually, maniac. I, I actually really like the, the voice acting for rampage uh, watching so the show I. now. I didn't think anything of it when I was watching the show as a kid, honestly, but uh, there's a nuance to his voice and I, I really like the voice acting for him. Yeah, he he's great. Um, I don't necessarily like the voice of depth charge, however. Yeah. And, and he, the- he sounds like he's uh, I, whoever is doing the voice of uh depth charge. He sounds like he's trying way too hard to sound tough. Uh, okay, I can see, <laughs> I can see what you mean. Yeah, uh, it's like someone like doing Pretending. a. It's yeah. like someone doing like a parody of like a gruff action hero. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, doing a satirical impression. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. Something was off about it that I couldn't put into words, but that's probably <laughs> it. So, so uh, girl, uh, Rampage's wound heals on screen. So yeah. we're given one of the rare instances. Usually it's always off screen where, oh, right. He like, he can't be destroyed. He c- cannot immortal, be killed. Yeah. yeah. And I've always wondered, like, can you not throw him into a star? <laughs> right like we've seen his charred like turned to stone body like collapse and then he's come back right so and we've seen parts of him come off so he can be exploded and scattered right but like if this guy is such a huge pain in the ass like certainly they could have just shot him into a sun right perhaps his Perhaps his body would have been destroyed, but oh, but the spark his, would relocate, and then he would his, his spark reform. would pull. Yeah, his spark would pull a star scream and just like float through space, and, and, and then reform or something. Reform, reform his body. Yeah. Reform his body, or like possess other transformers and something bad. Yeah, yeah, fair. Although their plan apparently was to just find an isolated planet and ditch him there, so. Well, he seems really smart. He seems like he'd be capable of like building a ship somehow. Yeah. Like the G1 uh, Decepticons just dismantling <laughs> like precious metals and making your own <laughs> fucking ship. It better days. What a wild, what a wild experience watching those episodes was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listeners, we uh, we watched um, more than meets the eye the the first three episodes of G one. Yeah, um, just a couple of weeks ago, so uh, it would have been episode thirty five of this podcast. Yes, go back uh, and give is, that a listen. This is episode. Oh, did we mention what episode this is? Yep, thirty seven. Yeah, thirty seven. Um, it's it, it's a trip. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, so I like that depth charges on the ground in his manta ray form, and he's like flittering in and out of consciousness. And his fucking um, computer voice says, "Alert, protoform X still functional." And I'm like, Th- "Thanks, buddy." <laughs> As he's storming towards him, getting ready to be impale, getting ready to impale depth charge. Ignore the pain. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's about to, uh, to stab Depth Charge, and then Depth Charge, like, transforms and, like, leaps back into action at, like, just the right moment, and they exchange some fire. Yeah, Yeah, action rolls. They exchange some fire, and, uh, Rampage is like, I'll fillet you for, for that, because, like, uh, Depth Charge, like, shoots his gun out of his hands. Right. And so, and this is something that I pointed out to my partner the other night. So Rampage goes to beast mode. Well, tank mode. He goes to tank mode and like brings up his like cannon, which I'm like, your guns just got shot away. So would you even even still have a cannon in tank mode? So the cannon is a different thing I've noticed. So he has his um, guns or gun. Was it two guns? How many did he have? Yeah, before? he had two. And they were both shot out of his hands, right? Yeah. And they were shooting missiles. Yeah. So the tank um, gun, it has shown him holding that in his robot form before, particularly oh, okay. um, Code of Hero. And he holds it like a big Gatling gun. Oh, fair. Like out in front uh, of him, yeah. But the okay, uh, I'm with you. So there. it's like an extra gun, yeah. But the but the the point is like the the thing that I actually like pointed would took note of the other day when I watched this was so when he he goes into tank mode and like starts like firing off missiles from his like front cannon, <laughs> depth charge throws like some like a projectile into the barrel of of uh, Rampage's cannon, causing it to explode, causing the missile to essentially like backfire and explode. This right. is not the first time we've seen someone do this to Rampage. Dinobot. So he shoved Waspinator's. Yeah. Waspinator? Yeah. Waspinator's head into um, his cannon. So right? I I think we've found Rampage's Achilles heel. His um his tank form cannon. Yeah. Yeah, good, his, good uh, call. His his weak point for massive damage, if you will. It's not underneath him, surprisingly. No. Even if you flip him on his back, he's still dangerous. So what yeah. um depth charge uh two well two things. When he's going towards him in tank mode and he's just shooting missiles, Rampage yells, Rampage, attack! And for some reason, (laughs) that is so dumb (laughs) to me. I don't know if we've ever heard a Maximal or a Predacon say their own name followed by attack yet. Yeah. It's very childish. Right? Like, (laughs) Rampage, attack! And I'm like, what? Is Is he psyching himself up? Is he ordering himself to attack? I I don't know what's going on there. But um, the thing that Depth Charge 
takes. I think it's his um like stingray or like manta ray tail. Like it looks like the end part of his beast mode. What if attack is his activation code? Because we've never heard him say maximize or terrorize. We haven't? No. Well, he didn't transform when he said attack. He just rolled towards depth charge and said rampage attack. <laughs> well, never mind then. Although we still, we've never heard him use an activation code. I didn't so, know that. Huh. Uh, I He's could too cool for school. What better since his like allegiance is kind of nebulous. Well, it's it's not even nebulous. It's just like he's technically a maximal, but he's also a sociopathic like like spree killer. Oh, he's fine um, with killing everyone and anyone. But but uh he's kind of aligned with the Predacons right now out of necessity. So like what would his activation code even be? Well, as attack. we found Rampage. <laughs> attack. Rampage attack. Why not? <laughs> uh, you will suffer. <laughs> I don't know. But that's a good point. Like as we found out though, you can make your activation code whatever the fuck you want. On the fly, even. Right? Like Dinobot changed his activation code to maximal. Rampage. Himself. Red Bull. <laughs> I, I can't think of a cool Rampage transform. Rampage. Rampage. X Gong, give it to ya. <laughs> there we go. He's going to yell out, X Gong, give it to ya. Ram Rampage. Oh. Uh, uh, pulverize. <laughs> oh, I, I like that, actually. Rampage. Pulverize. Uh, Brutalize. Brutalize is good. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I like I like pretending rampage is DMX, but you know what was weird? Rip in peace. Rip DMX passed away recently. Like it was like a week or two bef like maybe the same week. I, I can't really remember. Where you and I were like <laughs> like inserting um X gone, give it to you. Like into an episode of the podcast. Into an and episode, he, and then he died like a week or two later. It was so yeah. weird. It was like, very I, weird because we were just talking about it, and like I hadn't thought of that song in like a decade prior to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's not, it's not our. So basically, we can never um, reference old songs ever again. Otherwise, we're gonna kill a beloved uh, artist. Yeah. So never again. Oh shit! You were singing a song earlier in the outtakes. Oh no! Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, I was singing. I was uh, singing Enya on, <laughs> on. Was it alphanumeric? Oh yeah, yeah. You were, oh yeah, fuck! You were doing that. <laughs> Enya, fuck! <laughs> Please don't was... take her away from us. <laughs> don't take Wang Chung. Damn it! Please no. <laughs> I don't even know if they're still alive or not, but if they are, please I don't. hope they are. And if they if they if they are still alive, please don't take them. So speaking of um killing off celebrities, uh Depth Charge points his gun 
at Rampage. Because Rampage is in, like, crippled mode. Uh, because you just attack his weak point for massive damage, and he can't move for a while. And I'm right. like, what can you do, Depth Charge? You can't just shoot him. D- do you not know that he can't be destroyed? Uh, maybe? Well, they, then, yeah, I don't know. They they have We know they have history, but we don't know what it is yet, so... Yeah. So before he can deliver any sort of like death attempted death blow to uh, rampage, depth charge is shot by quick strike. This is not so fast, hombre. And there's kind of like a rattlesnake sound bite. Man, depth quick strike sneak attack successfully sneak attacks so many maximals. It really is starting to piss me off. <laughs> yeah. Like, he one-shot so many Maximals, and I'm, but has lost every single one-on-one fight. I just He's such a Weasley. I already hated him before I got to know him, but now that we do, we do get to know him, and he's just a Weasley, like, snivelly, like, opportunistic, out-of-place cowboy that I... Oh. I, I hope he... I hope he becomes dismantled soon let's just say that fingers crossed this is the final season of the show so come on come on <laughs> quick strike please die <laughs> and in, indeed quick strike is blown up by um by primal like right after even as time to turn around look at the missiles and say uh-oh Yep. Yeah, so presumably um Primal and uh wow. Primal is way fucking bigger than uh Cheetor. Jesus. Uh yeah, he is way the bigger size than all difference. of them. Jesus, man. Um so they drag his body back to the the Axelon and put him in yeah. a CR chamber. Yep. Back at uh, Ark Mountain. So, uh, while he's being restored, uh, Optimus gives us a bit of an exposition dump. That's exposition? An exposition. Oh, oh. (laughs) A a protoform exposition. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. sorry, I think that's what what I'm going to call it from now on. A protoform exposition. (laughs) Yeah. And so yeah, that's calling it now. So the, the protoform exposition that uh, the protoform exposition dump that Optimus gives here is basically that uh, depth charge lived on colony Omicron rampage. When he escaped uh, containment for the first time, went to uh, colony Omicron, killed everyone there. Only depth charge survived depth charge, went to the uh, maximal, high council and was like, kill this motherfucker. And they're like, no. Um, so he's sworn like this big, like revenge quest to destroy, uh, protoform X himself. Yeah. So he's chasing him across the, the galaxy and trying to finish him off. He seems to know about um, 
Primal's mission because he mentions he's he's like, uh, oh well, you fa- you failed your mission to to dispose of him, so uh, I have to take it into my own hands. Yeah. So presumably he went hunting him once he found out that the Axelon and um, had like disappeared through a time warp chasing the uh the predacons the whole golden disc thing yeah weird that he would presume that they were alive after all this time oh well i guess he has nothing else to live for (laughs) yeah it's a revenge quest damn it and indeed there's a whole talk where to make a, a long story short primal is like hey things are we we could use your help against the predacons shit is like really bad he's like get the fuck out of my way because cheetor is like hi i'm cheetor you saved me thanks buddy and he's like fuck you and he like yeah that was that was so him. weird because like when we first yeah when he's he, a rat bitch and i'm yeah, like go ahead <laughs> yeah it was so weird because like when we're first introduced to him like when we're first introduced to Depth Charge and Depth Charge first encounters Cheetor, he's like, he's like, oh, some kind of cat bot. I bet he doesn't like the water. I better help him. And indeed, he helps yeah. him out. So it's like, okay, cool. Like he's a, you know, he he's one of the good guys. And then like a few minutes later, when he wakes up, and immediately Cheetor is just like, oh hey, oh hey man, I'm Cheetor. You saved me. And he's all like, fuck off. Yeah, I like, think the, literally the line is like, okay. yeah, I think the line is like, uh, go chase some, go chase some rats. I'm busy or something like that. And shoulder checks him, and Cheetor's like, whoa, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't understand. Go ahead. <laughs> also, shortly after, like almost immediately after he wakes up, his computer tells him, <laughs> "Alert, Protoform X still active." And I just like to imagine that, like, literally every day, whenever he wakes up, it's like he gets that warning. So he's like waking up, and he's like all drowsy, and like his <laughs> eyes are just like coming, coming on, like lighting up. And, <sighs> and his computer is like, "Alert, Protoform X still active," and immediately he's just like, <laughs> "Real shit." <laughs> I don't need coffee. I <laughs> protoform X is still active, keeps me alive. <laughs> and then the funny does he have I a ten minute? I don't, I don't need Energon. The rage I feel from Protoform X still functioning is what drives me. It's the lifeblood that runs through my veins. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, oh, you're not wrong because he makes the most it's so dumb he's all like I know that there's a whole bunch of you and only one of me and that our goals are mutually um, are, can coincide and with our it would powers be a mutu- combined and it would will. be a mutually beneficial agreement to work together nah and then he he walks out of the the area he is, and he realizes he sees the ark, and he's like, "Oh, holy shit!" And he's like, "Yeah, you, uh, Primal is like you, 
jumped back in in time like this is the arc like megatron is trying to like undo like all of history and warp the fabric of like the future or the present yeah Um, i think like this is important i think the line he says is we're fighting for our own future yes and he's like this shit's important so like buddy get on board like there there won't even be a protoform x or you or i he doesn't say this but like protoform x won't exist neither will all of the maximals if megatron is successful and somehow despite seeming a little bit intelligent he's still like nah bro i only care about one thing defeating an opponent who can heal in the middle of a battle and can outgun me at any given moment later like it's so perplexing it's needless uh, needless um in in fighting it, yeah. i don't get that it's like or you can help us and we can help so, you depth charge I, is basically the punisher <laughs> yeah because he says oh it's not about revenge it's about justice and i'm like well those aren't mutually exclusive you can, it can be both mm-hmm. and then they they let him go yeah they let him go and he's like boy Pri- primal when you uh uh when you when you screw up, you really screw up, and then transforms and fucks off and oh yeah, flies he, away. He insults Primal before he leaves, right? And Cheetor is like, uh, think he'll be back. And Optimus says, there was a time he would have never left. Hmm. Rampage changed that. And speaking of Rampage, we we cut back to underwater to uh, uh, depth charges ship and rampage says some bullshit and is like oh so glad you could stay we'll have so much fun and then he blows up depth charges ship yeah he narrates the the outro that that part of the episode is great because you don't see him he's in the presumably he's in the um behind the screen narrating it and yeah he has his little like rant like, oh, it was so nice of you to join me. Blah, blah, blah. Now we'll have some fun. And he blows up his ship. Yeah. Which I thought wasn't functional because he blew off the top hatch and it was like sparking and on fire. Yeah, but. But now he, he could, definitely can't salvage it. Yeah. He, yeah, he could have conceivably, like, maybe fixed it before. Now there's no True. chance. There, yeah. Now it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that his missiles work underwater as well. Well, he is a uh he is an amphibious creature. Oh, I just meant like um the the missiles he shoots on the surface seem like the same missiles he shoots underwater. But hey, perhaps they double as torpedoes. Their propulsion method is different depending on Oh, maybe he can just fire torpedoes. Yeah. Yeah. At will. Like you said, he's um um amphibious. Uh, amphibious yeah yeah and and that that's it that's, that's it, the folks. episode yeah so any uh, final thoughts my final thoughts will come along with our rating system Sweet. which uh so here on too much energon uh 
if this is your first time joining us, we have a three-point rating system that ranges from not enough Energon to sufficient Energon to too much Energon. It's basically bad, good, great. Yeah. Bad, bad, anything from bad, decent to good, decent slash good to great. Yeah. Um, so on the too much Energon scale, what are you giving this episode, Cal? You know what? Do you know yours? I, I want you. I want you to see if you can sell me on it with your your rating first. Sure, I'm going with. Uh, I'm giving this episode a sufficient amount of energon. Not a very passionate or dispassionate. Mm-hmm. Just a very middle. It's a pretty middle of the road episode. I think it's not particularly great, but it's not bad either. Uh, it weirdly feels you mentioned off air that it weird, like it kind of feels like a filler episode, which is weird because like, and in a way it is introducing a new character. (laughs) It's introducing a new character. And we're actually like, we're getting some backstory involving rampage, which I I appreciate. I do like that. I really like the rampage story. Um, I really like his lines rampages, his lines. He's oddly poetic. Yeah. I mean, he's a self, he's a psychopath that loves torturing, but he's an intellectual. God damn it! <laughs> like I said, uh, Jason Voorhees meets uh, Hannibal Lecter. One of them, um, dumb and can't talk, and also undead, and uh, the other, uh, PhD. <laughs> yeah, PhD meets immortal hulking brute. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, this this episode didn't. I don't know. I'm not mad at this episode. You know, it kind of just was. <laughs> it had some things I liked in it. It didn't really have anything in it that I didn't particularly dislike. So, like I said, middle of the road, very dispassionate, sufficient amount of energon. Yeah, for me, that gets a. That gets not enough energon. I All right. like when the best thing is the small micro tidbit of Protoform X's past and a fight scene, but just little parts of the fight scene. Uh, like all the maximal dialogue was throwaway. Um, the uh, the. Predacon plan at the beginning is just stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, Megatron forgetting he can just torture Rampage at will or choosing not to for some reason. Uh, also, like since when could Rampage um, avoid Predacon scanners? Right. Uh, and it yeah, it's not really even really explained how... Um... Uh, how Rampage how was able why, to, yeah, yeah, how he was able to uh, elude Megatron scanners. Maybe it will be in a future episode. Who knows? The inconsistency of um, Depth Charge's character doesn't yeah. give me a feel. Like when Silverbolt was first introduced, and there's that do 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 like trumpet. I'm like, oh, that guy's a paladin. Okay, I know who he is. Oh, Black Arachnia. Good design. I know who she is. I don't get like through Plus his Dem design. Cities. 
plus those golden spider todays um, <laughs> don't get like a feel based on his design how he speaks or his actions like who that like i like you said maybe like the punisher like there was a good person but he lost everything and he it's it's made him become someone else i, I understand that but i i feel like it's not enough energy, John. I'm sticking with it. All right. Well, it is your rating, good sir. Uh, I'm sticking with my sufficient energy, John, because it's just an episode that I kind of felt nothing about. I had a few things in it that I liked, but... Yeah. But it wasn't terrible. But it wasn't terrible. Uh, so, that has been... Episode 2 of Season 3 of Beast Wars, Deep Metal. Uh, best way to support the show is if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Helps us out with discoverability. Or leave us a positive rating, comment, or review on whatever platform you're listening slash watching this show on. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at uh, too much energon at outlook.com or you can go to facebook.com slash too much energon or facebook.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b and you can find me on instagram at christopher siege s-i-e-g-e you'd be surprised how many people screw that up um or you can find me on twitter at lasercomb spelled the same way as the facebook page and cal People can find you on Twitter as well, yes? Yes. Neo underscore Cal. N-E-O underscore K-A-L. I guess that's the only thing. Most Cals I meet are with a C. Yeah. Even the, Some, the other Cal that I know is with a C. So Somebody has uh, that ongoing joke, yeah. <laughs> um, somebody... Man, someone else out there has just Neo Cal for a lot of things. So, like, half of my shit has an underscore in it. It's a, <laughs> it's a small thing, and half of it doesn't. It's a small thing, but it bothers me. How do Hate I it. acquisition other people's uh, usernames on Twitter and stuff? Dogecoin. DM them some Dogecoin? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be Track like, bro, bro, I will give you $10 of Dogecoin if you give me your Twitter handle. Meanwhile, you never get a response because it's an account that someone made like 15 years ago and hasn't <laughs> logged into since. <laughs> or it was me who made it 15 years ago <laughs> yeah. and I forgot about it. Uh, uh, we will be back next week with the third episode of season three of Beast Wars, Changing of the Guard. Keep, an, keep a lookout for that. That'll be episode 38 of Too Much Energon. Uh, it's getting pretty late here, and I am rather tired, so we're going to get out of here. I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I am your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, Beast Mode! Maximize! Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Maximize. Oh, man, Christopher didn't laugh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that took me a second. Beast Wars!